episode of Rich Insights. I'm Don Rich, Head of Investments for Esoteric Capital Markets. Today's topic is on Sherwood Forest, right? We want to talk about, you know, what is possibly a structural shift uh, in the uh, investor community right now, right? Uh, And I'm talking about the retail investors. Now, usually I don't mention any specific firm by name, right? We try to keep it at 30,000 feet and talk about markets in general and so forth, but we really can't talk about this topic without mentioning Robinhood. All right, so by all indications, it appears that we've had this explosion, right? Explosion of day traders here. Now, why is that, right? Where did they come from? Why now? Well, all we have is anecdotal evidence, right? Interview questionnaires and so forth. And, you know, the lack of sporting opportunity, um, sporting events, televised sporting events seems to be, you know, part of the reason uh, for all these new entrants, right? But on top of that, of course, we have the free trading models, the low cost brokers uh, led by Robinhood again, that made it feasible for the really the first time in history that people could trade themselves and they could trade quite easily. Now, remember, we all actually benefit greatly from this, right? The, the, the Robin Hood movement, I believe they were the first ones that have the zero cost uh, model, but the Robin Hood movement in general has, has ignited this fee compression, right? And brought fees down for everything, right? Across the board in all aspects of, of the investment business. So again, the reasons why uh, we might be on top of this a structural shift. And again, it's too early to, to, to call it a structural shift right now, but the, the lack of sporting events, right? The low cost model, right? The technologies available today. Uh, you know, obviously we're, we're all confined to our caves right now and, and, and we're bored for lack of a better word. We're somewhat bored looking for things to do. Uh, that probably p- plays into it. And lastly, lastly, no. Listen to this. Surprisingly, a lot of uh, people respond in the questionnaire that it's due to the stimulus checks. It's due to the stimulus checks. They're actually taking the stimulus money and using that as a seed money in the investment accounts. So again, we don't know how widespread that is. That's, that's just anecdotal evidence. But if you if you follow this to the uh, potential endpoint here, you get sort of a, a strange result, and, and that is that the you know, we've seen this resurgence in the coronavirus. And if there was another wave of stimulus checks, right? You see where I'm going here. If we're, if we stay confined to our caves and we're given a number of stimulus checks, you know, perhaps, perhaps this, this explosion or the importance of retail trading continues, continues to grow. All right. Now, again, how important is it? Up until this point, we really haven't had a whole lot of, of uh, metrics to track this stuff uh, because the retail investors just weren't nearly as important as, as some other segments of the marketplace. But um, I'll give you some indication of that. All right, let's go to the charts here. This is a chart you've seen before. I, I, I've showed it a lot here in the last few weeks. But this is uh, simply demonstrating that the top stocks on Robinhood are outperforming, right? And again, I'm, I, I, I keep using the term Robinhood. It's not just Robinhood. We should be more specific here, right? We have Robinhood. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to reel off some of the popular ones, right? Uh, Robinhood, Fidelity, uh, TD America, E-Trade, Schwab, 
right? There's, there's been an increase in trading in all those accounts. So again, when I use the term Robinhood, I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit more general than that. But what, what we see here on this chart here is uh, from the blue line. Here we go. The blue line here is a, the performance over the last 90 days, right? We're looking at three months returns. And we start here with the S&P 500 is up almost 30%. The retail, the top stocks in the retail platforms are up almost twice that amount, 62%. In fact, no one's even close to them. Here we see hedge funds, their top holdings, the most popular um, of securities held by hedge funds, 43%. Most popular held by mutual funds, the return here is 40%. Now, it's interesting that all of these numbers currently are higher than the S&P 500, but the really, really interesting thing is that no one is even close uh, to the performance being put up by the retail audience. All right, so again, how important are they? We don't know. We don't know. There's been reports, you know, that, 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 that platforms such as Robinhood, uh, of course, have, have had this huge increase in trades. And they're also starting to sell their databases. I think it's true, but let's call it allegedly for the time being. I believe it's actually been documented, but uh, again, I can't, I can't confirm that. But they're, they're selling their databases to the algo, the robo-traders, right? And, and that's further, um, you know, further steroids on the momentum bandwagon that we're seeing right now. So not only are the retail stocks doing very well, um, the ones that are popular in retail, but there's another issue here, right? Even though the mutual funds and the hedge funds are outperforming the S&P 500, another issue is their positioning. In other words, how much money is at risk, right? And we can get some idea of that here if we go to the charts. Again, we have cash balance amounts. Cash balance amounts, this goes back to 2000 here. You see cash balance amounts for the last 20 years were at a record high level of cash balance levels record high level you know particularly for the mutual fund investors this tells us again they're they're they're, they're, they're sitting on a, a lot of cash right now now remember how this works with mutual funds they're often capped whether they, they have a cap of 10 percent cash or you know probably at most generally like 20 percent cash but it looks like they might be up against uh, their maximum amount so where am i going with all this well again whether we we look at some of these position metrics and it looks like hedge funds have not participated in the rally. It looks like these long-only mutual fund managers have not uh, participated in the rally. Certainly not to the same extent some of the retail investors have. So let's just take this last week, right? Let's go over this last week. If you recall, prices were down rather sharply Monday morning, and then the Fed announced it was going to start uh, its bond buying program. And that gave rise to you know, an increase in prices, right? A resurgence uh, in the equity rally here. So let's take a quick, uh, quick look uh, right now what's running and see if we can tie that back to the retail uh, audience. All right, here I, I wanted to highlight uh, financials. So you can see on a week-to-date basis, all right, as of uh, the uh, closing price here on, on June 16th, the S&P was up 2.7%. NASDAQ was up 3.2%. But one of the hottest sectors was actually financials, right? You can see financials up, uh, the S&P 500 financial sector was up just a little more than the S&P. But that is really hiding something. 
right? The big winner within the financial sector now is the banks, right? There's three main components to the financial sector. We've got the banks here, two measures of the banks. We've got the insurance companies and we have the asset managers. And you can see it's the asset managers that are performing the poorest. The banks, the banks are up 3.7% on, on one measure, the KBW uh, measure. And then the S&P 500 bank index is up 3.4. Again, notice both of the, these numbers even outperforming the NASDAQ. This is likely due to the retail uh, um, uh, investors. All right, because when we have rates that are as low as they are and a yield curve as flat as it is, it's hard for banks to make money in this environment. It's not that they're doing anything wrong. It's, it's just that the conditions um, uh, do not conform to their business model, right? And, and, and so you're hard pressed to say that the run up in banks is, is due to fundamental reasons. It seems to be more likely due uh, to momentum trading, which gets you back to most likely the retail uh, sector. All right, but it's not only financials that are doing well. The, the other thing I wanted to highlight here is tech. Again, tech's having a big week. Tech's having a big month. It's having a big year. We see, again, NASDAQ up 3.2. But within the tech sector, cloud computing on the week is up nearly 5%, right? That's a big winner. Right below that, we have hardware and equipment. Well, the 800-pound gorilla here in hardware and equipment is, is Apple, all right? And in software space, the uh, uh, big company, um, the 800-pound gorilla, is Microsoft. Again, outperforming all the broad uh, indices, right? And semiconductors uh, next, and then, of course, we have the uh, uh, carriers, right? And you can see, again, that's not only been true this week, this month, last month, on a year-to-date basis. Yeah, tech continues to roll. Right. And, and you know my feeling on tech. This is probably more fundamentally driven, right? Te tech is, 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 is doing well for a number of reasons, right? Cloud computing is doing well, you know, because we're moving to the digital economy. We have 5G coming online. We're going to need more edge computing um, uh, facilities, more edge computing power and so forth, right? So there's structural reasons why tech's doing well. But at the same time, of course, these, these uh, tech companies are also sitting on a ton of cash, which gives them a buffer in the event of a downturn. And more importantly, when we think about their balance sheet strength, they're carrying very little debt. So they're really ideally set up for this sort of tumultuous environment. My only concern with tech is, you know, are we loving it to death, right? Because we have driven the prices up uh, sky high now when we look at valuations and so forth. But I would assess probably the interest in tech is, is, is probably more fundamental. It's probably being driven by the hedge fund and mutual fund industry, where the bank surge that we're seeing this week is probably a continuation of, of the retail crowd. Now, the big question when we think about retail is, will they be able to keep this up over the market cycle, right? Will Cinderella eventually find, find her slipper or not? Well. You know, we all love Cinderella stories, but they seldom last very long. So it's a question, you know, from, from a efficiency standpoint, effectiveness standpoint. There's a question of whether or not they can keep up this, this rate of performance. But then there's also just a practical question. Are they going to want to? If sporting events become televised again, we may, say, we may see the huge influx of, of, of retail um, investors go away as quickly as they came. Right? If, we, if we 
if, if all these millennials, right, these 20 and 30 year old uh, people, if they go back to work, if their sports on, um, you know, if there's, if there's no more stimulus checks, if they get tired of it, yada, 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 um, these guys may go away as, as quick as they came. But right now, right now, it is a segment, a new segment of the um, investing environment that we have to respect, right? We have to respect it, all right? They are moving markets right now. They're probably the marginal price setter. All right, so that's our message for today. I'm Don Rich, and you just experienced a rich insight. I hope you've enjoyed it. May your beer be colder than the company you keep. We'll talk again soon. Thank you.